Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project, a podcast by Jay Harrington and Tom Nixon, exploring how lawyers can turn expertise into thought leadership and thought leadership into new business. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leadership Project. I'm Jay Harrington. Tom Nixon is with me. Hi, Tom. Hey, Jay. How are you today? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed our strategy session this morning. Yeah, always invigorating, especially this time of year, year-end yeah. strategy. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and you know, I think I, part interestingly, I think a big part of our discussion this morning was just uh, on the issue of mindset and thinking through, like, all right, what you know, what do we want to achieve next year, and what may be standing in the way of that, like from our own, from our partners' um, mindset standpoint. And I think that's a good fundamental building block or foundation for any type of strategic discussion, don't you think? Right. Well, yeah. And if you see anything I've been writing about or sharing on LinkedIn, it's almost all been about mindset after December 1st. And I guess I just get into that reflective mode as we approach the new year, Jay. So this is a, uh, yeah, very central to everything I've been thinking about. So I'm looking forward to today's interview. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of a, uh, see how I set that up for a segue? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yes, you've learned from the master. That's pretty good. Yeah, the king of the segways. So, yeah. um, speaking of guests, we do have a, a great guest today to, to speak to. Jamie Jackson Spanhake is a lawyer, writer, and work-life integration coach. She's the author of the book "The Lawyer, the Laundry, or the Lion and the Laundry: Three Hours of Finding Your Calm in the Chaos." She writes and speaks on issues important to lawyers and other professionals, including time and stress management health and wellness, and work-life integration. She practices law as a partner at Berlandi, Nussbaum, and Reitzis LLP, and is a certified health coach. She's also a mom to her 10-year-old daughter, Sarah, and to two dogs and two cats. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to speak with you both. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I think if I, I imagine I probably first became exposed to you and your work through Attorney at Work. How mm-hmm. long have you been writing for Attorney at Work? I also write for them, um, but yeah. I, I'm sure that's where I first came upon you. Uh, I've been writing for them forever, I think. Um, I think, how long have they been around? It's been at least uh, long time. To eight or 10 years, yeah. I think. I think I started writing for them right when they started, so... Okay. Um, a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was part of the ABA and knew them through the ABA. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I probably, I've, I've been, I think it's been about seven years as well. And, uh, and we've both, both written books that are on their platform too. That's so that's right. another commonality. So, and we'll talk more about your book today in the interview, but um, you know, the issue of writing for attorney work, writing books, I think that that relates to what I wanted to kind of start with today, which is, you know, as as uh, I've been observing on on LinkedIn and elsewhere, it seems to me like there are more and more lawyers who are wearing multiple hats, not just practicing law, but also doing other things. You know, some might call them side hustles, but doing things like coaching, creating courses, writing books, you know, hosting podcasts, things that are related to the practice. Oftentimes, though, not necessarily like client centric work, but doing work and projects for other lawyers to perhaps try to help them to, you know. Uh, enjoy the practice more, uh, make the practice more sustainable, understand how to be, you know, gain some balance in the practice of law. So I'm just curious, maybe you can just talk about a little bit about your journey, um, what's led you to this point, and kind of how you've been indulging various interests through, uh, through kind of some of these side hustles. 
Yeah, you know, I have always had a hard time just doing one thing. I have a lot of interests that I like to um, follow all at the same time. And before I was a lawyer, I was an actor and a singer and a dancer. And um, when I decided to not do that anymore and decided to go to law school, uh, it was a really great experience, but it was also very stressful, law school and the practice of law. And I found that um, I just wasn't very healthy and I was not maybe handling things as well as I could. And so one of the things I did to help myself was I got a health coach certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And that was largely just for me to be able to help myself. But what I realized in talking to other attorneys when I was practicing law in Manhattan at a big firm was that there were so many of them who were overstressed and overworked and generally unhealthy and unhappy. And I thought I could really, with the information that I now have as a health coach, I could really help a lot of these attorneys. So that's um, when I first started coaching was for attorneys in Manhattan on health issues. And that sort of led me also to writing for Attorney at Work, which is what we were just talking about, because they have a health and wellness section geared toward attorneys, obviously, that's their demographic audience. And um, they asked me to write, and I started writing for them. And over the course of the eight to 10 years that I've been writing for them, what I realized is that no matter what the issue was that I was addressing in the article I was writing, there were about six principles that stood out um, that kept repeating themselves over and over, no matter what the issue was that I was addressing. And that's what led to the book was these six principles in the book. And so I've really um, taken the time to um, narrow it down to what I think are the six core principles and now that I found what works for me through this writing and through the book and through the experiences that I've gone through, I want to now help other lawyers also have a better life while they're practicing law. That's great. Um, the book, by the way, again, I love the title. So The Lawyer, The Lion, and The Laundry. Yeah, it, I... It evokes a little C.S. Lewis. It uh, does. And I can't take credit for that. So okay. um, <laughs> I hired a, a friend of mine who's actually a brand strategist. Um, and so the, the title I had for the book was Mind Your Time, which, you know, like lawyers were all about time and we want to be mindful. And I thought that was really quaint and cute. And she was like, that's really boring. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so she said, we needed to be a story. And so um, she came up with the lawyer, the lotus, and the laundry. And so the idea was the lawyer was your career, and the lotus was about mindfulness and meditation, which is one of the things that I advocate for in my book. And then the laundry was everything else, your laundry list, the rest of your life, and how we're trying to integrate it all together. And then I heard a story about a lion uh, in meditation, and if I could just tell it to you quick in like two minutes, which is that uh, you're in a room with a dog and you're waving um, your, your, a bone around in your hand. And every time you move the bone, the dog follows the bone. 
and the dog's not focused on you, the person, the dog's focused on the bone. And when you throw the bone into the corner, it's like the dog has no choice. It just automatically follows the bone into the corner. And then you imagine that you're in the same room with the same bone, but instead of a dog, there's a lion. And the lion may see the bone, but he's really more focused on you. And if you throw the bone into the corner, the lion will decide whether to follow the bone into the corner or not. And so the idea is we want to be more like a lion and the bone is our thoughts. And we want to decide through meditation and mindfulness, which bones or thoughts we follow. So when I heard that story, I said, we have to change it to the lawyer, the lion and the laundry. So that's how the title came about. It was a process. Love it. So yeah. no witch, no wardrobe, but a lion, laundry, and a lawyer. Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask the physician to heal thyself here for a second. So how do you find the time? Because the lion part is about deciding what to spend your time on, yes. the time management skills. How do you, as a practicing attorney who writes for attorney at work, who's written a book, how do you find time to do all these things and then pursue these passion projects as you have? Yeah, well, you know, that's a really good question. And sometimes, so I've developed um, some specific strategies that I use to do all the things that I want to be able to do. And sometimes they work better than others. You know, no, no life is perfect. They don't always work perfectly. Um, but the first, and I think you just alluded to this, is clarity. Clarity of values and priorities. And being clear on what we want, what we need, where we're trying to go and then making sure that we're spending our precious time because we never seem to have, or we feel like we never have enough of it at least, making sure we're spending our time on those things that are actually important to us. So I try to be very clear on my values and what's important to me. Um, the other thing that's really important for me is a way to calm my mind and to focus so that I can work efficiently. And for me, the way that I do that is through mindfulness and meditation and yoga and some exercise too. Um, and, you know, some weeks I get more of that in than others, you know, sometimes you're just really, really um, busy with legal work. And so I do less of the other things that are important to me. Um, and then there are weeks where that flips, where there's more time for me to spend on my other aspects of life other than practicing law. But I think one of the really important things for me too is a support network. And this is one of the things I talk about in the book is that no one succeeds alone. So it's really important for us to get clear in our own minds as to what we could use some help with and to establish people or services that can help us do those things. And then to always remember to ask for help. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of lawyers and I know I'm one of them. We don't often um, ask for help. When, 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 when I look at my busy schedule, and I think these are all the things that have to be done. The first thing I start doing is organizing my time and resources so that I can get it all done. I have to remind myself, wait, is there someone that I could ask to help me with these things? So a support network is really important. And that allows us to do more without doing more ourselves so that we can uh, be more successful. 
Jamie, uh, perhaps closely related to this issue, and and probably some of what you just touched upon will will certainly relate directly to it. But this all gets back to this idea that we were talking about in the intro, which is uh, mindset. And and I know that you know as a lawyer, as a former practicing lawyer. Um, just having the right mindset, maintaining confidence um, in your abilities and and not getting into a spiral of negative thoughts is is critically important. Um, in fact, I, I wrote a, a piece that speaking of attorney at work, it was it was the post today on attorney at work that was talking about some of the the mental hurdles that one needs to overcome to develop business, things like imposter syndrome and uh, perfectionism and having a scarcity mindset rather than an abundance mindset. Um, you, you write in your book about the importance of what you call mind management skills, which are, you know, again, similar to time management in the sense that the, the, controlling the mind is a skill, it sounds like, that one can can cultivate. Um, can you talk a little bit about mind management skills and maybe um, how, you know, why they're important and how lawyers can think about cultivating some on their own? Yeah, um, that's such a good um, area to talk about is mind management. And like you said, it's it's key to our success and not only our success, but our happiness in our life, mm-hmm. because we could be successful. We could be managing it all. We could be doing everything that we're supposed to do or need to do, want to do, but without good mind management skills, we're not enjoying our time. So what, what is the point? Right. Um, so for me, meditation is a really, for me, a really important mind management skill and technique um, because it, it gives our brains a chance to relax, to have some downtime, to think more clearly, to let the body um, take care of itself so that we can reduce our stress. You know, when we're very stressed out, um, we're not at our peak performance for, um, problem solving or helping our clients or living our lives. So that's a really important practice, I believe. Um, Exercise also does that for some people too. Um, Another one, and you talked about this, is overcoming our need for perfection. I think that perfection is the enemy of progress and it stops us from moving forward so much. And, um, I think it starts from a positive place where we want to be good at what we do, but we have to be aware that it's not necessary most of the time. And um, we can achieve more and feel better if we're not aiming for perfection. It's also important, I think, to have self-compassion. Now, compassion for others is something that um, is important in the practice of law, I find, um, because it's easier to understand opposing points of view if you um, have compassion. You don't have to agree with them, but you can understand them. And I think that makes a lawyer a better advocate um, when you can understand another person's point of view, especially if it's your adversary. Um, but self-compassion also is really important because we're going to make mistakes. No one is perfect. So we have to be okay with maybe not doing everything that we think we should or that we even can and um, have self-compassion. 
um, so that we can enjoy our days. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really important. I, I liked how you framed, uh, perfectionism as something that can both be, you know, a, a, it's, it's pernicious because it seems like a positive quality to, to aim for, but it's really can be anxiety inducing because I think, you know, the, the strive for perfection is, is rooted in a fear of like, what are the consequences, negative consequences of what might happen from my, my immediate behaviors in the future. And understanding that, like you said, most things work out. It's one of the big fears I think of young lawyers. It's like, Oh, what I'm going to screw up. It's going to be the end of my career. I'm going to have a malpractice claim, whatever. I mean, I remember the thinking those thoughts. And so moving past that and understanding that, you know, yes, things can go wrong. You should aim for excellence, but most things work themselves out in the end is, is, uh, is actually the case. And then just one follow-up uh, and then I'll let Tom, um, take it over from here. But as it relates to meditation, this is something that I've, I've dabbled in like many people, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you, you know, go back three years, almost no one was talking about meditation. It seems mm -hmm. like it's, it's very hot these days. Um, do you have any suggestions like for someone who might be interested, but might be a little intimidated by the whole concept of, of meditation practice, um, where they can dip their toe in the water. Like I've, you know, I've dabbled with headspace. I've used Sam Harris's app waking up, um, which I think are great. I, I just haven't had the discipline to follow through with it, but where would you suggest someone start if they were interested in it? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is when you try to meditate, like if you sit down for two minutes each morning and you try to meditate, even if you feel like you're not doing it right, then you've been successful in your meditation. You know, mm -hmm. to me, that's the, it's the trying that makes it that, that you've accomplished it. That's all right. that it takes. Um, I do like a lot of those apps, um, Headspace I use, um, Calm is another good one. Um, there's several of them. And then there's guided meditations on YouTube. Um, I have some guided meditations on my website. I have a guided meditation course that's three weeks long. And, but to me, the key is sitting down, closing your eyes, being uninterrupted and breathing in and out and focus on counting. That's the simplest way. When you breathe in, count one, breathe out, count two, and then don't judge and set a timer for three minutes. And your mind, your mind may wander. You may lose count at three and <laughs> have to start over again at one. But the point is you're sitting down. And like any skill, the more you practice it, the easier it becomes and the more effective it becomes. So to me, it, it's like people would say about writing. How do you write a book? Well, sit down and write, right? How do you start a meditation mm -hmm. practice? Mm -hmm. Sit down and meditate. And don't be so worried about doing it right or wrong. And the one thing I always say to people who are starting a meditation practice, because I think this is um, a misconception that a lot of people have, is that they think, oh, I can't sit down. I can't just think about nothing. And, you know, I can't zone out like that. And it's not about zoning out. It's about focusing in and focusing in on your breath so that you're not following all those thoughts. But your brain's going to want to do that. And you're going to say, oh, look, I'm following my thought. And you're going to focus back in on your breath. It's really good. Um, the only meditation I can commit to is a meditative, sort of meditative activity, which is walking. And I close out the world with music, mm -hmm. usually lyric-free music. And 
I can speak to the benefits of that, which I know is just a small toe into the deeper waters of meditation. So um, to people like me who are completely apprehensive, start with a walking routine. I know, agree. And, and I know walking is part of meditation in certain, in certain. It is aspects. a walking meditation, you know, and like yoga is also a moving meditation for yeah. some people running can be a kind of meditation, right. you know, it just find what works for you. Right. Right. Well, speaking of what works for you, see, there's that segue, Jay, Jay that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have a book, you've written a book, which we talked mm-hmm. about. You have a blog. Um, you, as you say, you write articles for attorney at work. Um, and other publications, you know, through one lens, those are perhaps passion projects and side hustles, mm-hmm. but through another lens, they are thought leadership marketing platforms. And I'm curious what you've seen in terms of how all of this writing and all of this outside activity, how has that contributed, if it has at all, to your career, both as an attorney, but also in your other endeavors? Can you speak to that? Yeah. You know, it's been, first of all, it's been really fun. I enjoy it. I love writing. Um, whether it's on the blog or social media or for attorney at work. So in that way, it's been personally fulfilling for me. Um, It's also given me the opportunity to connect with a lot of people, including the two of you, right? Um, So, and so many of the connections that I've made are these very talented, amazing people that I can learn so much from. And I love having conversations with you and with other people that I've connected with. Um, and it's also giving, given me, and I think Jay, you spoke about this in one of your recent articles was ideas for content for, for things that I want to either explore or learn more about or share with people. You know, it's sometimes we have so much experience. It's sometimes hard when you sit down to write, like, well, I don't don't have anything to write about. Well, yes, I do. I just need to um, tap into it. Right. And these conversations, um, and the engagement that comes from the writing and the connections has been really important, especially now it's allowing me to feel connected to people when I am not physically connected to people so often during this time in our world. Um, and I think for my legal career, one way it has benefited me is it's made me a more thoughtful lawyer. It's given me the ability to listen better, I think. That's partly a benefit of me um, practicing what I preach. But because I am sharing these topics and this information with people so often, it's front of mind for me always. Um, And that's allowed me to, I think, be a better lawyer and to um, be a better person. And Jamie, we'll wrap up with one last question, which is, uh, you know, again, there's probably a lot of lawyers out there. I know there are a lot of lawyers out there who might have some idea for, you know, what we'll call a passion project or some other um, endeavor that they're interested in pursuing, whether that's becoming a coach or becoming an author. Um, Do you, do you have any tips for them on, because I think the hard part oftentimes is just getting started, right? It seems overwhelming and you're super busy and stressed out as a practicing lawyer. Um, any tips for just, you know, kind of digging in and, and getting started, um, either from a mindset standpoint or just a real practical, tactical standpoint? Yeah, you know, I, I think the first thing is getting 
clear on why you want to do it. Because I find that when we're connected to the purpose behind the thing that we're uh, uh, pursuing, mm -hmm. that we're more motivated to pursue it. So that might be the thing that gets one over that first hurdle of starting. And then I think um, reach out to someone who is doing or has done what you're contemplating pursuing. Um, because there are so many people that can support you and help you and guide you, mentor you. Um, and it's easy to connect with people. Um, so I think that that's important. I would say uh, follow you on LinkedIn. You always have a lot of good um, information there about how to pursue things that are um, related to law um, and law. And there's a lot of great content on LinkedIn in general. And be open to opportunities. That's the last thing I would say. Um, be yeah. open to opportunities. Yeah, great. that's great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jamie, for being on. We really enjoyed it. We got our hands on a copy of The Lawyer, The Lion, and The Laundry yesterday. I've already cracked the cover. I'm part of the way through, and it's really Yay. good. Thank so you. I we should encourage our listeners to track that down. Where can they find that if they want to pick up a copy? Yeah, it's at my website, which is jamiespanhake.com. It's also at the Attorney at Work website. Um, and it is at Amazon. Or you can find me on LinkedIn and you can DM me and I will set you up. Great. It will link to this Jay in the show notes so people can find it easily if they forget all of this. Yeah. Stuff. And I'll give um, I'll give a discount code right now too. Ooh. Um, ooh. If you use Calm, C-A-L-M, you can get 20% off if you get it uh, either at Attorney at Work or my website. Perfect. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, Jamie, it was a real pleasure. It was good. I mean, I, I like I said, you you get to you feel like you get to know people over social media or you know on platforms like Attorney at Work just through the writing. But it's uh, it's been great to actually sit down face to face over Zoom yeah. uh, and have this conversation with you. So thanks again for joining us. Thank um, you so much. It was wonderful to talk to you. Both. Yeah, of course. And uh, for our listeners, please join us next week for another episode. Until then, have a great week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Thought Leadership Project. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, visit thethoughtleadershipproject.com.